This is the Dice Tower Network, adding games to your wish list since 2005. The home of smart people, insightful board gaming commentary, and Luke Hector. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. You're listening to Broken Meeple Reviews. One game, ten minutes, what's my verdict? Let's find out. Hello, welcome to Broken Meeple Audio Reviews, and today I'm taking on a, what I could call a heavyweight in the Eurogame genre. It's certainly getting a lot more buzz now than it did several years ago when it came out, I believe in 2013, and that is Concordia. Concordia is a medium-weight strategic board game which combines elements of resource management, economic development, hand management, and, if you can call it that, a tiny bit of deck building. Plays from two to five players in what is meant to be a couple of hours, but we'll get onto that later, and retails for under £40, and has one of the worst box covers I've seen for a game that's trying to illustrate production quality because it looks horrendous. I don't know where that woman comes from, or what she's eaten recently, or what she smoked recently, but nobody should look like that on a box cover. It's bleh. It's absolutely horrendous. Thankfully, the rest of the game looks pretty decent, with the component quality being pretty top-notch, I have to say. The board looks beautiful. It is done in different zones. You're seeing a, a map of the Mediterranean on one side and a map of Italy on the other. It's colourful. It's clear, even though the routes do look a little busy at times. You've got the cards, which are nicely detailed in terms of pictures. The iconography is clear. And the rule book is pretty straightforward. Four pages, roughly, of rules that are clear to use, clear to understand, and not too difficult to get into, really. For I wouldn't say this was a gateway game, but certainly medium weight at most. I mean, it's certainly not heavy. There's not a great deal you've got to think about, but medium weight. I wouldn't teach this to a beginner, but certainly it would be like a next step up. You start off with an identical hand of eight action cards and a few colonists, some goods, a bunch of monopoly houses, effectively, i.e. settlements, and a little bit of cash. The idea is that you are moving your colonists, which are basically little meeples, across the map and building settlements. You will pick up action cards along the way by effectively buying them with resources, and then at the end of the game, those cards, not only are they during the game deciding what actions you do, but at the end of the game, they are a multiplier for certain types of victory scoring conditions. And in essence, it's pretty straightforward. You discard an action card, do the action, finish your turn, rinse and repeat. So that at least makes sense and it's generally quite straightforward, although this doesn't stop people from going into AP on a regular basis as they try to think, oh but that card's better than that one and if I move there I can build that for that many points but is that as efficient as doing that or should I buy this card? Granted, it gives you a fair few choices to make in the game, but none of them are particularly interesting. You just basically choose one of these cards, and there's only so many different actions you can do, and they're pretty generic. Certainly, this is not what I would call a thematic Euro. You are essentially wandering across the Mediterranean, building settlements and trading resources. It's about as cookie-cutter a trading in the Mediterranean theme game as you can possibly get. So certainly don't turn up in this if you're one of these people who likes Viticulture, Kanban, uh, Agricola, you know, the really thematic Euros. Don't jump into this one expecting the same sort of thing. 
Now, the deck building aspect is a bit of a, t- a stapled on aspect to the game, really, because really it's not really deck building. You only have maybe about, let's say, you start off with eight, you may end up with about 10 to 12, you know, maybe 15 tops of action cards, and they all do similar things, and you draw most of them during your turn anyway. So it's a very minor piece of deck building, and it almost feels on feels like it was taped on to an extent rather than actually designed from the ground up because it just seems a bit of a waste and the resources you've got like grain and silk and all that kind of thing they're not different in any way one might cost slightly more than the other and you might use one to make you know like wooden bricks for example you might you know use to make settlements but other than that there's no special significance between the different resources it's just some are worth more than others and that's about it really and some of them are pretty boring in terms of what the token looks like as well i mean you've got the yellow grain ones which are you know at least shaped like a bit of a grain copied straight out of caverna but then you've got the i believe it's the silk ones which are basically just a blue rectangle a thin rectangle Woo, you know, you couldn't have come up with something a little bit better than that when you've got component quality being pretty good across the board. I don't know, that's a nitpick. But why don't I like this game? Because I've already mentioned all the good bits and it's pretty much just the component quality. Concordia just bores me. I don't know what it is. It's just, you are literally just moving guys around a map, building settlements, buy and sell, the end. You have to buy those cards in order to get the multipliers for your victory points, and there are several different paths to victory. The problem is, at least half of those paths to victory aren't worth going for, or certainly aren't worth specialising in. You can get cards that give you a multiplier for one victory point for every 10 Silvestri you get, I think that's the currency, and but that really, at best, is going to get you about 6 or 7 points, and bear in mind the score track goes up to 100 but you could do one that says build a province, sorry, build a settlement in every province on the board, and it will get you far more points than that. So suddenly, half the cards aren't worth going for unless you're desperate for the action. And again, those action cards will make or break your final score. If your strategy is for going for one particular thing, and someone happens to buy those cards when they appear before you do, whether it's just by bad timing, or your bad resource management, or just the fact that one person doesn't know what he's doing and is just buying up cards that he can afford for the hell of it, you're done. You can't switch strategies mid-game. I can't decide that I'm going to build an empire of grain mills or something and then not get the cards that allow me to get the specialist mill thing and then suddenly change, oh, well, I better do silk then instead or I better just build loads of cities. It doesn't work like that. You can't recover if someone buys those cards off you. So they are quintessential to being able to do well in this game. You can do whatever you like across the board, but if you don't get those cards, you're done. Good game. Thanks for playing for at least two hours, two and a half hours. This is not a short game. Some people will claim they can do it in 60 to 90 minutes. I don't know where they're coming from because the first game I got taught of this, it took us three hours to do a five-player game. That's three hours of my expo experience I want back. Uh, It was boring as hell. I just wanted it to end. It was horrible because I knew halfway through the game, you know, my cards had got bought up. So suddenly I'm screwed. And, hmm, what a surprise, I couldn't beat the leader, who was basically a runaway leader throughout the entire game. It just really doesn't grab me for this, and yet everybody adores it. I can see why some people want a simplistic Euro, because this is not a particularly difficult one to master, or it's not got a great amount of hidden depth in there, it's just buy and sell, get points to the end. But, 
some people want a nice, clean, decent-looking Euro, and this will fit the bill for them. But for me, it just bored me. I still don't understand why it gets so much love. I can think of so many better Euros. But it's doing what a decent game should, and that is attracting a lot of people to it, and getting plays, and having people have fun. Particularly with Euros where, you know, non-thematic Euros aren't exactly a major thing these days. The game can also feel a little bit like multiplayer solitaire. It's relatively toothless and quite passive because there's already quite a lot of room on the board and the most that you tend to screw someone over is either by buying their action card first or by building somewhere so that it costs them more to go where you want to go. It's not a massive big deal to pay a little bit extra to build that city where you were but certainly buying someone's card before they do is enough to cripple them out of the game. So that's where it's essentially like a A mouth with no teeth except for one giant fang in the middle, which is that buying the action cards. You know, games like Power Grid, I feel dirty for saying that, it's more expensive to settle where someone's built already, but that board is a lot more tighter than this board is. This one's very expansive and therefore, you know, being furred into an area isn't that much of a hardship. And another issue is replayability. It goes to great lengths to randomise everything it can, start up and how the map goes and what cards you end up drawing. But in the end, you are changing resources into victory points on the map of the Mediterranean. End of. You cannot make a cool theme just by having five resources and custom shapes. This is pretty much standard Euro territory. So it remains pretty emotionless, mostly puzzly, a bit mathy, especially with the clunky scoring system at the end. And that essentially is it. I can't see where the replayability of this lies because there's no big variation in how you approach the game. You pretty much play it the same way every time. It's not not enough variety. So it looks the business, but doesn't deliver the business for me. I do hate it personally, but I can see some good things about it and I can see what people are getting at. So my final verdict for Concordia is a below average 4 out of 10. I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's a bad game for those that are going to like it. But for me personally, this just bores the pants off me and I never want to play it again. It's not a hate-filled game. I can think of games I hate a lot more. But I would certainly call this one in one word, overrated. So that's it for me for the Broken Meeple audio review of Concordia. Whether you agree or not, I hope to see you on the next review. Take care and enjoy playing games. You're listening to the Dice Tower Network. If you like this show, you might like Rolling Dice and Taking Names, or the Party Gamecast featuring the Party Gamecast. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com.